Well, uh, the Big D is back and better than ever, ready to discuss all things Wild Call the Vigilant Weekend on the Big D Podcast. Before I bring in today's guest, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everybody not in Florida. It is it is uh, actually a little humid, a little warm for my liking. It could be a little cooler, unlike the rest of the country. But... Uh, also, check out the Big D Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. We can see all my Big D Pit videos, streams. Also, check out the Big D Podcast, Spotify, and Apple. So, uh, joining us from Idaho, host of the Mafia Cast, and ready to see his Bills actually play, Pat, actually send Pat Mahomes away from Arrowhead Stadium this weekend. Papa Ron. So, Ron, uh, I can't believe it. Pat Mahomes is going to play a road playoff game against Bills Mafia. It's how you it's how you set it up, right? That's what we wanted. I you know I know people even before the Pittsburgh win were asking me who I wanted uh, to face, whether it was the Dolphins again or or, or whoever. Because you know some fans are like it'd be awesome to kick the Dolphins out of the playoffs, but you know what? We already kicked them out of the AFC Eastern uh, Championship game, so we got a revenge there. Now it's time to put that demon to bed and kick the Chiefs out of the playoffs for the first time. Yeah, maybe maybe, uh, maybe it's like a little of the Tom Brady, Peyton Manning demon because how many times could like Peyton Manning win the MVP and put up guardian regular season numbers? But against the Patriots, Indianapolis couldn't break through. Maybe this is Buffalo's chance playing playing on your home turf this Sunday night. Yeah, it'll be the, you know, like you and I were talking before the show, it'll be our seventh matchup between the Bills, well, between Allen versus Mahomes, and, you know, basically. Uh, they've got, um, they're three and three. Unfortunately, the three wins are all in the regular season, so this will be our opportunity to, like I said, kind of uh, right the ship a little bit in the playoffs and, uh, and advance past this. I, You know, I'm kind of looking forward to having Mahomes in Buffalo. He's been there once before, I believe, three seasons ago. They played a regular season game in Buffalo, but that was when there was no fans. This is going to be his first time experiencing Bill's Mafia, and I cannot wait for it. <laughs> well, thinking back 24 hours ago, maybe a few snowballs, maybe maybe a few people's uh, <laughs> being smashed. Uh, the Buffalo Bills won a wild card game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, 31-17. I didn't even think the game felt that close, to be honest. Like, Buffalo always felt like in control. Like, even when Pittsburgh made it 24-17, I'm like, I'm like, is Pittsburgh going to come back? And I'm like, wait a minute. Josh Allen's not going to blow this game, right? Yeah, you know, that's the thing. A lot of people want to kind of get on Allen for his for the turnovers, and I get it. It is what it is. Um, but I'll take that all day for what he does, uh, you know, otherwise – but you look at the playoffs, and he's he's completely different animal. He's got nine playoff games now. He's five and four in those games, um, and in those performances, I wouldn't even say his personal record is five and four because he has put the Bills in position to win these games more often than not. Unfortunately, the playoffs in the past, the defense can hold up there into the bargain. I think that changes this year. But in those nine games, Allen's got over twenty five hundred passing yards, twenty three total touchdowns. He averages about sixty yards on the ground as well. And only four interceptions, two of which came against the Miami game last season. So it, he's just different in the playoffs. And, you know, there are some players 
they're like that. Once they get into that 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 playoff mentality, there's just no stopping them. And I, and I think at this point, this season, the only thing that's going to stop Buffalo from getting there to the big game are these injuries. Yeah, unfortunately, seemingly Buffalo, every team gets injuries, and the Bills Bills have been banged up. I mean. Buffalo Buffalo fans are going to hate on the Jaguars because we because Matt Milano was serving a week in uh, London and now uh, and now Bernard who's played really well at yeah is now hurt I mean I think he's got a sprained ankle right yeah it looked a lot worse when they were carting him off the field but I guess the the preliminary uh, look at it as, as, as a sprained ankle, the severity of which is unknown at this point. I know he's scheduled for an MRI today, uh, but we haven't heard anything on that. But the, the x-rays came back negative, so there's nothing broken or anything like that. Um, will he play this weekend? Uh, it's going to be all dependent on how severe that sprain is. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But on the good side of this, though, we do have, it looks like probably Terrell, uh, Dotson will be coming back. Uh, for the Chiefs game, and we'll probably likely have Russell Douglas uh, back for that as well, which is going to be really big considering how Rasheed Rice has been playing as of late. I think we're, we need our top corner back on the field to, uh, you know, kind of slow Rice down a little bit because he's he's been pretty hot as of late. Yeah, Rasheed Rice has been Kansas City's only wide receiver, basically <laughs> Rice, yeah. Kelsey, and Pacheco. So, and plus, I heard Douglas saying he wanted to play, but the Bills held him out. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I kind of wondered if that might happen because, you know, you never want to take a team in the, in the NFL lightly. And, like, any, you know, what the, the cliche is, any given Sunday. But they, I think, knew that get past the Pittsburgh Steelers, whoever they faced the following week was going to be a much taller task, whether that ended up being Houston or Miami or whatever the case may be. Because, uh, in my opinion, both of those teams, both the Texans and the Dolphins, have better receiving cores than what the Chiefs have got. So, like I said, I think getting Douglas back, if he can be back full strength 100% next week against uh, the Chiefs, that's going to be massively huge for the Bills' defense. What about Gabriel Davis offensively? I mean, is there a chance he comes back? Because, yeah, I mean, Diggs finally called some passes yesterday, but do you think Gabriel Davis, who's been a cheap – who, if you remember two years ago in the division round, yeah. he called, I think he called like four touchdowns. Yeah, that was a mass, a huge, huge uh, playoff game that year. Uh, set an NFL record in that game. But here's the thing. Well, first of all, with Davis, he was ruled out a, a few days before the Steelers game uh, even played, and that was even prior to it being pushed out the the to the following day. So I think his injury is a little more severe than some of these other guys. But a, a year or two ago, a Davis injury would have been like, oh no, oh you know, that's not good news. But he has those big games, but the way this Bills offense is built right now with Dalton Kincaid, Dawson Knox, Khalil Shakir, Stephon Diggs, James Cook, all of these guys have a role in this offense. And not in years past where defenses can be like, okay, we're going to double up Diggs and, and shut them down because that's kind of how it felt in the last uh, you know season or two. They can't do that now. There's too many weapons on this offense, and these guys are just getting better and better each week. Yeah, I mean, watching the Bills game yesterday, I'm like, I'm like, my goodness, the Bills are running, are running the, you know, what out of the ball. I mean, ran for 179 yards. Now, true, 52 yeah. came on Josh Allen. <laughs> uh, 
I don't I don't know what what they're gonna call that what Bill's Mafia will call that the mad dash the the wagoneer <laughs> the wagon bill because Allen ran through and then ran past the whole Steeler defense and I'm like I've never seen a quarterback run through and run by the whole Steeler defense. Yeah, you know I think. It, it, he's this is his sixth season in the league now, and you would think that teams and defense would would know his speed now, but it feels like they still underestimate how fast he really is. Um, so they're taking the bad angles, and as big as he is, you can't just throw your arms out there and hope that he's going to fall because that doesn't work either. Um, and yeah, it was a tremendous run. I think it was huge, I, it, and just just that moment when that happened. Yeah, there was a moment later on in the game where I was like, okay, what's going to happen here? And I even tweeted out, I uh, think in that third quarter after the Steelers got within a score, I was like, somebody please tell me it's going to be okay. <laughs> but but to your point a while ago, it kind of felt like the game was way, way more out of, out of Pittsburgh's reach than it actually was uh, because, yeah, Buffalo really kind of dominated that game um, in, in most aspects. Um. You mentioned the tight ends. How much do you think Dalton Kincaid has made a difference for his Bills team? Because, yeah, Dawson Knox has been a big red zone target. But Kincaid, I mean, I wish the Bills would give him a walk. But Kincaid made some big plays. I think he caught the, yeah, he caught the second touch, touchdown and made it 14-0. Yeah, that was the 29-yarder. Beautiful pass from Allen. Yeah. I don't think the the impact of both him and Shakir, like Shakir, has had a huge impact on this on this offense too, because he is starting to figure out how to settle in those zones, kind of like what Cole Beasley used to do, just find that open spot. The difference being, though, that Shakir has some shake in him, like he can get up the field and make some plays, you know, in the, that yard after the yards after the catch. We saw it last night uh, in that seventeen yard touchdown. And the move he put on, and I don't, I don't know who the Steelers defender was, but he, he had no answer for it. And we saw it a couple, of few weeks uh, uh, before this too, with the, I'm sorry, with uh, uh, Shakira making a catch in the short pass and then getting up the sidelines, cutting back inside and scoring a touchdown there as well. Him and Kincaid have really opened up the middle of the uh, the, the the field for the Bills' offense. It has really kind of forced defenses to respect the middle of the field, respect and back up, and it's opened up the run game too. Those two guys, to me, mean more to this, the the Bills offense, outside of Josh Allen, of course, than anybody else on this team, including even Diggs, because I think I think those guys are helping even to open up things for Diggs now at this point because for the longest time, it's always, like I said, it's always been – cover digs, rotate coverage to him, bracket him, double team him, whatever. Bill's offense can't move if we just stop digs. It's just not the case anymore. And now these last couple of weeks, digs is starting to get back into the offense again. He's starting to get more single coverage and you're starting to see him catch those passes over the middle and get upfield as well. Yeah, digs caught seven of his nine talk. It's not, not a lot of yards, but you know, if you get yeah, if you have Steph Diggs get in that third and five and six yards and third and five, that helps, you know, if Tom you know, who did Tom Brady trust on like third and four? Rob Kinkowski, Julian Edelman, Dan Danny Amendola. And it's like 
every time. I know who's getting the ball. Like, Anthony <laughs> gets the third. Yeah. 87's getting the ball, and there's nothing you can do to stop him. Well, maybe except Taylor Swift. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. And and that's the thing with this Bills offense. They have multiple Amendolas on this team. They have multiple Gronkowskis on the team. And I'm not comparing anybody to Gronkowski by any stretch of the imagination right now. I'm just saying that, that they have outlets. They have guys that they can go to, guys that they can depend on. Kincaid, um, his ability to catch, like that first pass when uh, Allen kind of floated it up, and the coverage was great. I mean, it was perfect coverage. But Kincaid timed the, his, his jump perfectly. He caught it out of the air, both hands, pulled it down. Defender couldn't get to it. Um, and we're seeing, and you look at with uh, with close Shakir, Amongst wide receivers, best catch rate in the league in 2023. Like, I believe he caught 87% of his passes. Nobody in the entire league caught that percentage of their passes. Um, yeah, he's these two guys have been fantastic for this Bills offense. Just, just phenomenal. Is Josh Allen almost the perfect, perfect cold weather quarterback? Because you think back to the New England wildcard game two years ago. Josh Allen threw five touchdowns below zero in one show, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, that's why they drafted him, uh, because of that big arm, because of the weather in Buffalo. Like, we need a quarterback that can split, you know, you know fire the ball through the, the wind, through the snow, rain, whatever. Uh, and if you look at Sean McDermott's record as the head coach with Buffalo, I believe they're now 11-1 and one in games 32 and below. The majority of those are with – Josh Allen, that's not by mistake. There's not a lot of quarterbacks that can perform at the level that Allen does when the weather is bad like that. Um, he's just he's just a physical freak. There's never been anybody like him uh, from a physical perspective. And I, I've been saying for a long time that uh, Allen is the best quarterback in the league. What he does on the field, there's just nobody that can do it. Can Lamar Jackson run around and make plays with his legs? Absolutely. Is he better than Josh Allen at that? Possibly. Patrick Mahomes, he might be a better passer overall than than Allen, but when you put it all into one complete package, there's nobody better than Allen. And plus, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, uh, talk about the touch push. Like uh, we saw Jalen Hurts did stuff on the uh, touch push last night. Well, Josh Allen, Allen, little, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you stop him if he's six five two forty. I mean, maybe you take yeah. off, maybe you, maybe you try and take off the set, get him out of the game, but then you get fine and rejected. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, there was a stat, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but the team was perfect on converting third and fourth downs uh, with when he has the ball in his hands. I do believe there was finally a stop last week uh, when they were playing Miami, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's a similar situation to uh, the Philadelphia thing. It's just – nearly impossible to stop him and just his determination you might stop him initially but you're, he's not going to stop he's going to keep pushing and keep pushing until he gets that, that 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 first down or touchdown whatever the case may be defensively the bills the bills made a lot of big plays i mean that pick in the i mean the uh i, I don't know if you said fumble recovery when pickens caught the ball and then Fumble them, but maybe the biggest play that the Bills defense made was to pick in the end from because it looked like Pittsburgh would end up scoring, and then the Bills ended up scoring. So instead of being up, 
and Pittsburgh getting back in the game, Buffalo just ended up scoring. Yeah, that was huge because if they get in the end zone, you're right, it would have been 14 to 7 at that point. Um, and then probably likely been going into the first half, 21 14, or maybe even tied. But Kyer Elam, for for all of the he the fan base has kind of been on him and on Brandon Bean for that matter for making him a first round pick. He he had a couple of boneheaded plays. Um he had the the PI the play prior to the interception, in fact, I believe. He had the pass interference, which <laughs> If you watch the play, he made the right decision. Grab him because he got cooked. And if he didn't grab him the way he did, it would have been a touchdown. So in that particular instance, he made the right call. But And then to come back the very next play and, and pick that off on the end zone, that was huge. And um, and I'll just tell all of Bill's fans out there, don't give up on the kid just yet because we've seen multiple uh, guys in, with the Bills who their first, even second year, not quite getting in, not quite figuring out, and then year three they they seem to take take off. Khalil Shakir is a good example. His rookie year, he wasn't anything special. Down the stretch of the season, he started to kind of come on a little bit, and even this year, it took him about half the season, and then they started giving him feeding the, the the targets, and he started making plays. Uh, Spencer Brown's another example. An okay rookie year was not good at all last year. The fan base wanted him gone, wanted a replacement, and now he's become one of the uh, more solid right tackles in the game and has been outstanding over there. So I just – let's not give up on Kyrie Elam. Let's see what this uh, what he does next year. He did have the early season ankle injury, which kind of slows the development this year, um, similar to what happened with Spencer Brown last year. So I will always, always give rookies the benefit of the doubt until about year three or four. That's usually when if they're not going to not gonna be the real deal by then, they're probably not going to make it. There are some examples, like, you know, Geno Smith. It took, what, a decade before he finally could play the, the position. But you got to give these guys time to develop. Yeah, maybe Jordan loves the perfect guy. Yes, that's another one. Behind Aaron Rodgers and Outlook, he put up, he put up almost 50 on the Cowboys. Yeah, yep. So how do you think Sean McDermott has changed? Because we know Sean can, is very intense. I mean, people have compared him in a little with Tom Coughlin because Tom, Tom can be Tom can be in your face. I mean, I remember, I think in 06, I mean, there were rumors that the Giants were going to fire Coughlin, and then he changed, and all of a sudden the Giants won two, two Super Bowls in the next five years. Things seem to be changing with McDermott because because he fired the offensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier gone, so he's now the de facto DC. And I mean Buffalo, I mean the 9-11 comments, I mean Buffalo could not win a one score game if it's life dependent on him. I mean I mean the Philly game, the Denver game, Jets. Uh I know I'm missing too many one score games for you to count, right? They've had well, pretty much, yeah. Almost every game this year has been one score. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, New York's win and the Buffalo's winning those games. Kansas City, L.A., New England, Miami. Yeah, yeah. I think in some respects he's kind of changed some a little bit of his mentality, uh, especially when it comes to those fourth downs and when to go for it and when not to. We've seen in the last couple of games, uh, midfield or even in the enemy territory, still 
uh, go for a fourth down. He's he's trusting his uh, his his quarterback more so now than he did even at the beginning of this season. And uh, you know we remember back at a camp. I want to say it was the Philadelphia game. I could be wrong on that, but there was I want to say he's 23 seconds, 27 seconds left in the first half, and we just nailed on it. Uh, and the fan base got all over McDermott for that. Like you've got Josh Allen, go for it, do something, try. And he did that last night. We had the ball late in the first half. Uh, I want to say there was a minute, maybe less uh, left. And even up 21 to 7, he started going for it. He was pushing the ball down and filled the sack. The center back to second 21 kind of changed it. What, what, Personally, what? I would have liked to have seen him to keep pushing, but I understand it from, you know, your second 21. It's like, okay, let's just go ahead and kneel it down and take our 14 point lead to the halftime. Why Mike Tomlin didn't call a timeout after the sacks beyond me, but that's a story for another yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, but like Buffalo could not run the ball. Now all of a sudden the Bills are running the ball. I'm like, hmm, maybe, maybe Josh Allen doesn't have to be Superman every game. He does it, and and that's the thing with this team. Um I think they've always been able to run the ball. You look at even the first half of the season, James Cook was still up there with some of the, the top guys as far as rushing yards. Uh, I think the change has been since Joe Brady took over is we're just running it more now. So like you said, Josh Allen doesn't have to be Superman every single play. Um, I believe I saw something the other day, I think it was before the Steelers game, where Buffalo has the second most rushing attempts of anybody in the league before uh, or just after the Ravens. So, uh, and that's the thing. You get that going, you get Kincaid and Shakir going, you get Diggs. I, I don't see how a defense, any defense in the league, is, can stop this this offense at this point um, other than, again, the turnovers, which, you know, even with the turnovers, we still are in these games. It's just incredible. It's As a fan, I don't know how much more of this my heart can take, but uh, it's it's something it's something to see, man, I tell you. Yeah, and plus, I mean, Buffalo didn't – Josh Allen didn't give it away last night. So, I mean, you imagine Josh Allen not, not turning over Allen? I'm not sure. I'm be honest. Here's how I would do. I'll score them. Yeah. Yeah, four total touchdowns, no picks last night. So That that works. That works. Yeah. I think <laughs> Take Allen, that every Sunday. I think Allen's put up, like, multiple touchdowns in, what, 16 or 17 straight weeks. Yeah, I think is I think this would have been seventeen, I believe, um, seventeen straight games because week one he did not, and I think ever since then, it's been multiple touchdowns. I mean, you know, he leads the league and led the league in regular season and total touchdowns, and you look at the numbers this weekend, he had the most touchdowns of any quarterback in the playoffs. So he's still doing what he's doing, and this time he did it without the turnovers, and I. If the Buffalo doesn't turn this ball over, don't, nobody can beat them. Well, there's one quarterback hoping. There's one team looking to uh, continue the misery against – continue Buffalo's misery in the playoffs, and that's uh, Mahomes. Trust me, we've both seen enough in the past six years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um if Buffalo wins this game, their opponent would be either the Ravens or the Texans. When I think about that, to me, this game, this divisional round game with the Chiefs, this is their biggest game. I I just feel like if they win this one and get past 
Mahomes, and they kind of, like I said earlier, kicked that demon out of the playoffs. I think they make it because I'm saying make it to the to the big game because if you look at what the Bills and McDermott's defenses have done to Lamar Jackson in the past, he shuts them down. He he never has had success against a Sean McDermott led defense, uh, and Buffalo has always found I don't say the blueprint because I imagine that probably changes from one season to the next, and especially even this year. Um, I, I will say that I think the Ravens have better weapons that they've had in years past, but I am confident that that McDermott will once again find uh, uh, how to, to how to stop him. And then with the Texans, I mean, what they're doing is fantastic. It's a great story, but you're talking about a rookie quarterback, a rookie head coach, and a dome team having to travel to Buffalo. Uh, I no, I don't see it working out well for them. I don't, I don't see Houston winning this weekend either. I think Houston's a nine-point dog, and plus there's some weather going in the Baltimore this weekend. Yeah, let's see. Raven team with a quarterback that's great to that, and a and a team that plays well in terrible weather against a dome team coming off basically yeah. two consecutive playoff wins. Yeah, yeah. The, the only thing that I. The only thing that I'll kind of push back against you on that, though, is the fact that uh, um, Jackson hasn't really done it in the playoffs. We talked about how Josh Allen, when you get into the playoffs, is just a different animal. He just rises up to another level. We haven't seen that from Lamar Jackson. He's got one playoff win in his career. So I need to see more of that out of Jackson this weekend. I need to see him put the team on his shoulders and carry them to a victory in a playoff game because we really haven't seen it in the past from him. And this might be the best collection of weapons he's got. Agreed. I do agree there. Yeah, absolutely. So back to the uh, Chiefs-Bills game. Uh, obviously, Buffalo won week 14. It was a strange game like it took for. Like, I was thinking, anybody going to – it looked like a defensive battle. And I'm like, and I'm like I, didn't, I didn't expect that between these two quarterbacks. Yeah, I – First of all, I think the Bills' defenses, they've been playing so much better. During this six-game winning streak, I believe they're giving up an average of 16.3 points per game, and um, and that includes the Chiefs game. I think we won that one 20-17, if I remember correctly. And even in that game, I know a lot of people want to point to Kadarius Tony's offside uh, thing, but you look at that game, even if they do score, you still have a minute and a half with, uh, with Josh Allen. So there's no guarantees that the Chiefs would have won that game, even if that play had counted. But, um, yeah, and I, I just think that this – in fact, I think that was the first game of the six-game win streak because they lost to Philadelphia the week before that, had the bye week, and then it was the Chiefs, and then we haven't lost since then. This offense, to me, is playing better now than they did then. And the, I'm sorry, not the Chiefs, the Bills offense. But the Chiefs' defense, they're legit. They're real. I think the one thing that Buffalo's going to need to focus on is don't let Chris Jones wreck the game. Do not let him get in that backfield. Don't let him get any of those strip sacks. If they can do that, if they can contain him and keep him from you know making those game-changing type of plays, uh, I think Buffalo can can outscore Mahomes and, and Pacheco. Cause that's Well, and Kelsey, too, I suppose. <laughs> Is this a legacy game for Josh Allen? Because we've seen, you know, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady have their great rivalry in the 
2020 teams. I mean, we know Pat Mahomes has won two Super Bowls. It's just a legacy game flown because Mahomes has been the three Super Bowls. Mahomes, Lamar is probably going to win another MVP. You know, the other guys, you know, Jalen Hurts has been their Super Bowl. It's just a legacy game for Josh Allen beating. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, because the narrative has been that the Bills can't beat the Chiefs in the playoffs, and it's it's rightfully so. Like I said, 0-3 against Mahomes and the Chiefs in the playoffs. So, so yeah, I think uh, they win this game. Uh, I, I mean, you you even look at how things go, you know look in the future. If they lose another one to the to the Chiefs in the playoffs, then I think it starts to become almost a mental block. Whereas the players, they start to even question themselves, like, "Geez, can we can we get past these guys?" And when it matters the most. So yeah, I think this is a huge game. Um, I th- I do think it's a legacy, one of those legacy type games because if uh, if they drop another one, it's always going to be yeah, Allen's great, but he can't beat Mahomes. And, and it was kind of the same thing with uh, with Manning and, and Brady. That was always the talk. Yeah, Manning's great, and he might be better, even more physically gifted quarterback than Brady, but he can't beat him. Um, and even still, he only beat him a few times. <laughs> you know, I think that head to head is greatly skewed towards Brady. But Manning finally got over the hump and was able to get himself a couple of Super Bowls. And I think that's where we are right now with Allen. He's got to get that win, even though to me, wins are not a quarterback stat. But the media, the fans, they all are going to look at it as Mahomes versus Allen, even though it's really Buffalo's defense versus Mahomes. But that's not how people look at it. So, I mean, Josh Allen throws for 390 yards, five touchdowns, but the Chiefs win 45 yeah. Everybody will say, well, Josh Allen can't win the big one. Well, what if you throw for 40 yards, five touchdowns, but Mahomes is just super Mahomes? Yeah. Well, and you look at, like you mentioned earlier, those one-score games. And every one of those, Allen has put us ahead late in the game and walked off the field for the last time with the lead. Unfortunately, left the stadium with the loss because the defense – He's just, I mean, a 59-yard field in the winds and rain at Philadelphia. Are you kidding me? And even in that game, I will go to my grave saying that if the officials had called that catch and fumble by A.J. Brown in overtime correctly, because that was a catch and fumble, just like what happened yesterday, that game is over and Buffalo wins that game in overtime, and we're not even having that conversation. But, um, you know, that's not how that played out, so it is what it is at this point. But, yeah, uh, this is a big game for Allen. I mean, uh, do you think having – I mean, how much do you think Mahomes having to play in Buffalo with Ghost Mafia in attendance changes this? Because we've seen Mah- Allen and Mahomes play in Arrowhead for, what, the last 57 years. How much for Mahomes <laughs> playing in Ghost Mafia where the weather could be – there might be a few frozen ice balls or snowballs or any other oh, – Football's coming his way. You know, that's an interesting question, and I'm going to answer it like this. I personally don't think it's going to affect Mahomes as much because Mahomes is great. He is one of the best quarterbacks we've seen in this in this game for a long, long time. I think the difference is going to be with the rest of the roster because there's a lot of those guys who haven't been on the road in a playoff game But besides Mahomes. This game is as big a team sport as there is in this 
on this planet. So everybody always wants to focus on the big names. They want to focus on the Josh Allens and the Patrick Mahomes of the world and the Lamar Jacksons of the world. But there's 52 other guys on that roster. And I guarantee you more than half of those have not played a playoff game on the road either. So I I, I think and, – and they already struggle with catching the ball. Now you got to go over there and catch the ball and with Bill's Mafia screaming down on you and that noise and that cold – um, I think I think the roster of the player, a lot of those players are in for rude awakening. I think Mahomes gonna be fine. I think he's gonna do his thing. Um, I do think that his his legs is going to be a huge part of this game, and I think Buffalo needs to be careful and not letting him be pick up those those big third downs um, with his legs. That, you know, because we've seen a lot of that this year from Mahomes. I think, um, but we've got some guys, and I want to namely mention Gregory Rousseau. If you if you follow him and pay any attention, he has become one of the best run defenders in football. He is fantastic against setting the edge. He does not let runners get side, outside of him very often, and he has become just a wall uh, when it comes be, uh, comes to his run defending. And yesterday, he had his first career postseason sack. So if he starts to get those sacks up there too, in addition to his run defending, uh, he's going to play a huge role. And then Daquan Jones in the middle, plugging up the middle. I just, yeah, I I can't wait for this game. I just cannot wait. I mean, this feels like this feels like a heavyweight showdown. This feels like I'm watching Frazier Ali or um, yeah. <laughs> or, I'm trying to think who would be. It feels like I'm watching. Uh, I'm not sure you, like a big UFC heavyweight prize fight. Like I feel like I'm watching. If not the, I mean Joe Burrow's got a really good argument. The best quarterback on one side and the other great quarterback on the other side. It feels like I'm watching, watching two Titans. Yeah, it's it's going to be a wild wild game. I think um, one of the nice things too that you, with this game, you have to realize too when we played them back in Week 14, we didn't have DaQuan Jones. Uh, Real Sewell Douglas was with the team, but he was still kind of getting acclimated to the Bills' defense. Um, but Daquan Jones being back in the middle of that alongside Ed Oliver, that to me is probably one of the keys to this game because it's going to make it very difficult for Mahomes to be able to set his feet and, and move up in the pocket. It's also going to make it very difficult for him to escape in the middle of the pocket because Oliver and Jones in that middle – there's not going to be much of escape room for him. So he's going to have to try to get to the outside. Whereas I mentioned, Gregory Rousseau has done a fantastic job of setting the edge. So I, I think this front, and that's the other thing too. The difference with this year's Bills team that we haven't seen in the past is this defense. Every single year, because we just talked about Allen's performances in the playoffs, the offense has not been the issue. It's always been the defense. We're top five in the regular season, but we get to the playoffs for whatever reason that defense which is led by leslie frazier just would fall apart that is not the case this time even with the injuries this defense still gets after opposing offenses they can still put the pressure on you they've got great depth um, and nobody in this league epitomizes next man up better than the bills have this year i think i think another key for this game is how do the bills defend isaiah pacheco because he didn't play week 14 and 
You yeah. know, Isaiah Pacheco is a big back, and you know when it's cold and wintering outside, those big guys will get harder and harder to tackle. Maybe that's why the Steelers couldn't tackle Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah. I, that goes back again to Daquan Jones. He's one of our best run defenders. Uh, on, and I know Rousseau was out for a period of time, a couple of weeks too, and I, I don't remember if the Chiefs game was one of those or not. But, but yeah, I, that's the one thing that the Chiefs are going to have going for them this week is they do have Pacheco back. But um, we've got Daquan Jones back, and that's gonna that'll that's just gonna help a ton. Do you think the ex, do you think the extra forty eight hours of prep time could hurt the Bills playing on a short week, or does it really matter at this point in the year? I I can't sit here and say that as an, as a, a potential excuse. I really, I really, I can't. I don't think because at this point. You've been preparing for the playoffs for 17 weeks, right? It's not like anything new. It's not like you've never met this team before. Um, you have a history, years of history against with these two teams now. So, no, I, I really don't think it's going to affect much at all. Yeah, I mean, you can almost call Bills – I mean, you can almost call the Chiefs and Bills divisional rivals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and I've seen some people – Talking about how it's uh, Mahomes and Burrow is, is that's the, the the rivalry, and yeah, I think there was a couple year period there where that was kind of a big thing, but uh, that's just as kind of kind of faded as have the Bengals and Burrow. This there's so much already history between. I mean, this is gonna be their seventh meeting, like you said, four years. It's like yeah, almost twice a year, which is what you do when you face divisional opponents. Uh, and that's not going to change. I, I I think next year with Chiefs are on our schedule, and I believe they're coming to Buffalo uh, in 2024. So, and and I can almost guarantee you, they're both going to be in the playoffs again next year. Um, it's going to. And regardless and of what happens, and Tony Woman will probably be cold in that game. Yeah, yeah. I, it's just one of those things. As a fan, regardless of who you're a fan of, you just got to sit back and enjoy this. Like we're we're watching greatness before our eyes. Whether it's Allen, whether it's Mahomes, why do we have to constantly compare the two? Why can't we just sit back and enjoy the game? You're like, wow, this is fun. Even that the 13 second thing with, you know, Gabe Davis and his four touchdowns and Allen just going up and down the field and and it was just a fun fun game. Yes, it was heartbreaking at the same time for the Bills fans, but but man, that I mean, you're not going to see a game like that very often. Like maybe ever again. I mean, that 13 seconds, I mean, that division round game two years ago was crazy because I'm like, I'm like, what next? It felt like, yeah. what next? And for once, the referee just let the guys play. They're like, they're like I, I don't remember the referees making the call. I'm like, the referee just let everybody play instead of, yeah. instead of nobody's complaining about holding my face mask, holding my, holding my jersey, or somebody jumping off sound. It's like, it's like. Yeah. It, it almost it almost kind of makes you wonder if if at some point in that game the refs were not just so enthralled with what was happening that they just wanted to watch and enjoy it themselves and like screw it well I'm not going to throw the ball I just want to watch this this is fine <laughs> I think it's just I mean it's this feels like the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, quarterback matchup, and with both these guys in their mid late twenties, we're going to see this a while. Yeah, I think at least for another decade, probably. 
That's if nobody keeps knocking the snot out of Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be a fun ride for sure, and I am excited, and I cannot wait. And looking forward to this game. I tried. I was actually going to try to fly out there for the game. The tickets are reasonable, but yeah, the flights are like a grand, so like, oh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> hey, I mean, if the Bills make it to the Super Bowl, how far are you from Vegas? Uh, that's just a not a far drive. We could drive that, but I mean, tickets are like eight eight grand, so <laughs> I don't I don't think that's going to happen either. I'll take out a second mortgage to watch my team in the Super. <laughs> well, well, here's what you do: you you make you make up the eight nine grand in Vegas at the casino, then you spend <laughs> it on Super Bowl tickets. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> but no, I, you know, I've 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 had that question asked to me before that if uh, if and when Buffalo goes to another Super Bowl, if I would try to to go to one. But uh, you know, my. My, my family has really started to kind of become part of the Bills fan base in the last few years. Uh, they come over for every single game. Uh, my wife and I, we've been to a couple of Bills games now. And so that first Super Bowl, honestly, I want to I want to spend that experience with, with my family because they haven't had that experience yet. They would be there first. I've seen it before because I was there for the 90s. But um, uh, yeah, I want to I want to be here with with the fan when they get to to experience that for the first time. You actually just up the you were actually just up the road in Tampa for that Super Bowl. You actually heard Whitney Houston sing the national anthem. <laughs> no, back then I was uh, living in New Mexico. That's actually where I grew up was in New Mexico. So um, that first those first those four Super Bowls, I was. Um, what, 14? Yeah, 14, 15, 16, 17 years old. Uh, my first game that I ever watched on TV, start to finish, NFL game, was Bills versus Jets. Uh, it was in 1988. I was 12 years old. Uh, it was Jim Kelly's first career Monday night game, and he threw for like 300-something yards. They just blew the Jets out of the water, 37 to 14. I was like, that's my team. And I've just stuck with them ever since. So... <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Like people think I'm. People think I'd be a Dolphin or Buck fan, but I've been a Jag fan all the time, and I've been through good years, bad years. Yuck! I I don't want any more number one overall picks. I'm like, yeah, no kidding. I just wish we were playing this week instead of watching the freaking Texans play. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, CJ Stroud's looking really good, but um, yeah, I would like to see what he can do in the frigid cold of Buffalo if if if, uh, if they can get past the Ravens. I'm sure you'd rather play C.J. Stroud than go to the Baltimore and nobody wins primetime games. Yeah, for the I, like I said, I'm confident with the Bills, especially McDermott in that defense against Lamar Jackson and, and with the Ravens. But to host the AFC Championship game, that would be phenomenal. Just that would be amazing. It's been a while. Trying to think, it would be that would be 1990, I think 93, because that was Montana against the Bills. Yeah, I believe 93 was was Bills and Chiefs. Um, yeah, that was that was the last time they hosted or Joe Montana. No, I think that might have been the Dolphins in that last one. I well, have to again. I know it was. Somewhere around there. It's either Chiefs and Dolphins. One of the two. No, not because Buffalo beat Miami in Miami. 
in 92, and then the Cowboys whooped you in Pasadena. Then Buffalo beat Kansas City at, in Orchard Park. So then the Miami one would have been 92 probably. Yeah, because I think that was the now, game. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I, was a wee, I was a wee youngster then. Yeah, like I said, I was I was in my teens, um, high school back in those days, and uh, I caught grief every single day after the Super Bowl wearing my jacket to, to school. But, you know, I, I learned to become a, a hardened fan really quick because of those. <laughs> yeah, so – Good luck to your uh, Ron, Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie, I check him out on the uh, Mafia Cast uh, Thursdays at uh, seven o'clock. I think it is. Yeah, Thursday nights at seven o'clock Eastern. We also started doing a halftime uh, kind of halftime show that we just did that yesterday, and that was that was a pretty pretty good success. So that was a lot of fun to do that. It's only like 10, 12 minute uh, piece, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> And let me guess, you're going to do it this weekend because you because you know the old old saying: if it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the plan is to do it through the playoffs, with the exception if we get to the Super Bowl, I won't do that because I'm not going to try to compete with the Super Bowl halftime. So, 